Hello, listeners out there. Hey, uh, this is uh, Coffee with Doc, and we got another episode here today. Uh, a gentleman coming from uh, the state of Virginia and um, a uh, Sturgis High School graduate. has got a great story uh, for us today, and we can't wait to get started. So uh, with that, I will um, have him give you his name, the year he graduated, and what his present profession is right now. So go ahead. Hey, I'm Matt Schwartz. I'm I'm living in Harrisonburg, Virginia, which is in the Shenandoah Valley. Uh, it's a, a great place, home of James Madison University. I graduated from Sturgis High School in 1997. That's uh, feels like a long time ago now. Well, yeah, it's a long time ago. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I had um, I had lunch with one of your uh, classmates, um, Betsy Heinrich, uh, a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we, we sat and reminisced a bit. And um, so, so with that, um, give me some, um, some names of some friends, you know, your circle of friends that uh, you hung out with um, back in high school. Uh, boy, my... I, I'm still this. I still keep a fairly uh, close social circle. I don't have uh, a lot of friends. I have usually tend to have one or two uh, sure. really good friends. Frank Vonick was my best friend in high school, um, and I still talk to him occasionally. He's in Indianapolis now as a, a police officer. Yes. Uh, now, didn't now he had an older brother, didn't he? Was yeah. It Paul. Paul. Yep. And he's yeah, also okay. a police officer. In uh, okay. So I was. I, I I see them on Facebook. I saw. I saw one of them on Facebook and I got kind of confused. So yeah, they, uh, they look alike. They're about the same height and they do the same thing. So it's easy to confuse them. Hmm. But yeah, he, Frank was my best friend, uh, high school. And then my other friends, uh, honestly, were all athletic trainers. That's where I spent the majority of my time, uh, outside of class and stuff like that was, was with you and with other athletic trainers. So that's where, where my friends were. Gotcha. Can you name a few? Oh yeah. Uh, well, you just named uh, Betsy. Betsy. So Betsy, yep. Betsy, and I actually lived in the same dorm our freshman year, uh, and and spent a lot of time uh, together in college as well. Uh, the Solly sisters, uh, Sarah and Megan, I spent a lot of time with. Uh, I just thought of Kevin Castro earlier today. Uh, okay. Because I, I knew I was going to be talking to you, but uh, so that was somebody that that I spent a lot of time with around the training room, uh, Tina Smith. Uh, you, you had her older brother on recently. Um, yes. Yeah. People, chief, chief Smith. Yeah. Chief Smith. Yeah. Yeah. So th- those types of people, um, people that I, I saw in the training room, whether athletes or, or students, those were the people that I hung out with. Right. Right. And, um, and what a great experience it was for me, to um to get to know you out you know outside of the classroom and with your cohort betsy i mean you guys were um very close and and was it was nice to see a a good friendship develop there and you end up going to college together so that was kind of neat and we will we'll uh reflect on that a bit um so yeah thanks for that Uh, those those memories are great and i i was doing the same thing today i was driving and and uh, thinking about uh, what we were going to talk about, uh, but a lot of a lot of things come back. 
um, with your uh, your skill set, your ability, your um, you, you made me better, and it, it, it was it was great to it was great to work with you, and um, to hopefully played a small part into the man you are today, and that's the oh. whole that's the whole thing, you know, with this thing is to try to figure out, you know, all the mentors along the way that, that, sure. that shaped you into your, into your, you know, being a professional and a father and a, and a husband. So, yeah, well, you, you definitely played, played a big part in that. So I think, yeah, thanks. But, you know, Sears high school really laid a great foundation for you as you're figuring it out, as you're getting older and, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, so, so, uh, 1997, um, so June of 1997, you graduated. So take us through the journey, um, to where you are today. Uh, well, I went to, <laughs> I, I recently had a, a niece that, that applied to college and people gave her a hard time cause she really only applied to one place, but she knew where she wanted to go. And I did the same thing in uh, high school. I really only wanted to go to Michigan state. And so I think that's the only school that I actually applied to, um, and, and was accepted and in, accepted into the training program. And so I went straight in, I, I was thrown into the fire kind of quickly, uh, right out of high school. I, I worked, uh, football my freshman year. And so, uh, we would start our day or our clinical day, uh, about one or two in the afternoon. Uh, so we always had to have morning classes and then I'll go, uh, go right to the training room. But in all of that, I felt like I was prepared really well just from the things that I had done in high school. It's, it's obviously ramped up in college, but, but that was a, that was a, uh, a lot of time. And I was prepared for that, uh, having been a student, um, at the, the training program in, in Sturgis high school. So I, I figured it out one day, it was about 40 hours a week. Like on, on weeks when we would have home football games, I would work close to 40 hours a week as a student athletic trainer. And then you have classes and part-time job on top of that too. So, um, yeah, that was, I was thrown right in, uh, had fun. Um, I worked football and then my sophomore year, I worked with Dave Carrier with men's hockey. That was a blast. I got to go to Los Angeles in the frozen four that year mm -hmm. uh, with them. And I actually have a championship ring from the, it was the CCHA. Then the league has changed now. Right. Um, and then uh, worked soccer or men's swimming and diving and then soccer my senior year. Um, so that's how I spent my time in college around my, senior year, I began to feel, feel called into ministry, which was a complete surprise to me. I was, I was in the middle of thinking about grad school and where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do next. And, uh, so I took a year off of school, did an internship at the church that I grew up in and then ended up moving out here. I came to uh, seminary in Harrisonburg and then spent the next four years getting a, a master's of divinity degree here in Harrisonburg. So that's kind of, that's how I got to where I am now uh, in terms of geographically. I met my wife while I was in seminary and uh, we ended up, I, I love it here. Uh, like home is always going to be home, but 
I love it here. It's an amazing place to be. And, uh, we just, we stayed. And so I've been at, uh, the church that I'm at, uh, I helped a friend start the church actually nine, it'll be nine years in March. So I've, I've sat, sat in one place for, for a while and, and, I'm so uh, pleased and content where I am right now, uh, doing what I do. Uh, it's a lot of fun. That's cool. I mean, that's that's a great it's a great story. It's a great path, and again, it just emphasizes that um, you know you start out at one, in, in one calling, and then you found a path, and you found you know the ultimate calling. You know what you're doing today, yeah. and um, we just want you know, students and parents out there to understand that maybe it won't go as planned. Maybe it'll take a different, uh, <laughs> different direction and there's nothing wrong with that. And, right, yeah. and it, it, I am exceptionally proud of the man you are today. You know, you've, you've gone through so many different things and you, you found your calling and it's just, it's just really nice to see and nice to hear, you know, your voice uh, every so often. And, and that, but, um, so let's go back to, um, Michigan state. Um, you mentioned uh-huh. Dave Carrier, how much of a role yeah. did he play in your, in your life? I mean, obviously your career, but your life, your skill set too. Uh, I mean, I learned a lot with Dave in terms of professionally. He, he just was, he was the consummate professional in terms of, of what he did, how he carried himself, uh, how he, how he responded, how he, how he responded to, to athletes and to people and to situations. He was, uh, he was just a professional. And so I, I think that's one of the the best things that I learned from him in in terms of how you carry yourself. And I, I mean, I also remember learning that from, from you, uh, just simple things like don't, don't sit down. And that sounds silly. And it always like, when I was in high school, I was like, why would I not sit down? And then like you grow and you move on. And, and when you see somebody that's like, just kind of there, you, you can, you know, and you can tell, and then there are people who take their job seriously and have a passion for it. And, and, and I, I got that same thing from, from Dave. He was, he was just, he, he showed, showed me how to do things the right way. And, and it, in a, in a very professional manner. And I really appreciate that about him. He's an incredible man. Um, just, you know, incredible teacher. And you're, you're not the only one who's ever said that, you know, regarding him and his ways. Um, you know, so so that's great that you picked that up from him. Uh, any other mentors at that school? Oh, I mean, Sally, Sally Noble, obviously I heard you talking about her recently. She, I mean, same thing, just a professional has a, has a compassionate heart. Um, it is, you can tell when she works with an athlete that she genuinely cares about whoever it is that she's working with. And I love the way she, she'd take as much time. I mean, when you're working at a big school with big athletic programs like that, obviously there are people that get, uh, slightly more attention than others. But you didn't you didn't see that with Sally. She was uh, if you were the third string uh, cornerback, you were as important as the starting tailback. Like it was just uh, she cares about people, and that was that was such a, a good thing to see from her. She's a again just a, a great professional, but a kind and caring 
and brings that into the training room as well. And another incredible individual. And, and I had the pleasure of working with both of those folks um, on the uh, Michigan Athletic Trainer Society uh, board, um, probably mid-90s or so. Um, Dave probably couldn't find anybody else to do high school chair, so he appointed me. So, <laughs> But um, it, it was a great experience to, you know, to work with them, just, just phenomenal people. Um, so um, along the way, uh, you met your wife. I mean, how, how did you guys meet and kind of take us through that story? So I, I moved out here. I had a, a cousin that, that lived out here. Um, and so I came and I lived in a house with um, four or five other guys. Uh, my cousin was one of those guys. And there, she lived in a house. She had just finished college. She, was a, she started out as a math teacher uh, right out of school. Um, and she lived in a house with four or five other ladies. And we ended up doing things together socially. Uh, and I dated a roommate first for a couple months and that didn't <laughs> that was not a, a smooth transition but it, <laughs> it was a transition wow, you need, you need some skill there and uh, yeah i think i remember you telling me something about multiple dates in one evening and so i i really took that to yeah, heart you don't, yeah, 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 really don't want to do that yeah, not good not good, <laughs> not good. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh yeah so we we started dating and uh I, I don't know. We dated for a couple of years and then uh, got married and, and stayed here. She's, uh, she's awesome. Her name's Mindy is her name. And she is, uh, opposite of me in a lot of ways. My social circle I said is small. Hers is big. And so she, she pushes me outside of my comfort zone and we meet all kinds of people because she, her circle is never big enough and mine's always too big. So now is she uh, from there. Is she a, from that area? A, I'm sorry if you, if you said that. No, she's actually from uh, from Ohio. So uh, she moved out here to go to James Madison University. So her typical Ohio family, they asked who I rooted for, Michigan or Michigan State, because if I was a, a Michigan fan, it wouldn't have worked so well. So it, it, they're, they're pretty staunch in their fandom of Ohio State. Her older brother actually played football at Youngstown State as an All-American when Jim Tressel was the hmm. coach at Youngstown State. Interesting. So, uh, football family, uh, sports is a big part of, of life. And so it's in that way, it was a good fit. We had a lot of things in common. Well, that's great. That's, yeah, that's, that's super. Um, so in a typical day today, you know, what is it that, what is it that your job demands to give us an idea about what you do, you know, within the church? Yeah, I, obviously it varies from day to day. Um, I, I'm usually, I, I spend a lot of my time in preparation. So there's two pastors at the church. I'm the associate pastor and the lead pastor um, is my boss. So we split time doing the, the preaching and the teaching. So I'm, uh, I over prepare probably. And so I spend a lot of time getting ready for a, a Sunday when I'll be speaking. Um, I never would have thought in high school that public speaking would be my job, but it is. And I love it. Uh, so I'll, I'll do a lot of preparation. Uh, we live in a college town, so I meet with a lot of college students. I help work with, with small group ministry at our, our church. So I, I work with the people who kind of lead that. 
they lead the small group leaders, so I work with them and, and plan for what's next, uh, doing different work with staff. I teach classes occasionally, whether it's uh, a Bible class or just uh, some topic. So uh, it's often preparing. There's a lot of reading. Uh, I spend a lot of time reading. Um, so, yeah, it could be anything from... Uh, my day might be four meetings, and then the next day I might be stuck in, not stuck, I might be in my office reading uh, a lot of the day. So it varies, but it's a, it's a good mix. And I, I So you feel you have, um, uh, what kind of impact do you have on those college students? Well, I mean, so when I knew I, I was going to be talking to you, I, I started just jotting down things that I learned uh from being an athletic trainer under you and th- and how they apply now the things that are saying, obviously it's a very different job, but I, uh, some of the things are, are the same. So whether you're a, a teacher or whether you're a, an athletic trainer or whether you're a, a pastor like me, we, w- we all want to see people transformed and changed. And that only happens uh, with investment over the long haul. So like, I meet with one individual college student now weekly, and then he comes over and hangs out too, just because we're, we're friends. But I, this is the, I think the third year that I've met with him. And it's like, in a lot of ways, it's a, a relationship like you and I had in, in high school. And it's that kind of change in somebody else's life comes when you invest in them over the long haul. And those are the, those are the same kinds of things that, that I learned uh, from you in high school. Uh, so whether, I mean, that's the same, whether, whether I'm learning how to, uh, look at injuries or whether I'm looking at uh, a kid and talking to him about his relationship with his girlfriend and thinking things through it in, in that way. Like it's a, it's the same thing. You got to invest in people. And that's, that's one of the things that I feel like I was really prepared for. Uh, well, even though that my career is completely different than it than it would have been. Well, like otherwise. you say, it's different, but it but it is the same. You're dealing with people, and and the healthcare profession, especially athletic training, you must be a people person. And I've and I and I've tried to teach, especially your group, that it's not what you teach them; it's how you treat them. That's what they're going to remember. Yeah. And like you say, that that investment, yeah. and you always. You know, for years, you always come back and talk to me and and this word investment in people always comes up. So that that obviously is a um, is is high on your hit parade as far as a skill set, you know, when you're trying to impact these young kids lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a and it it is fun. It's changed over the years. So I've, I've done that with different different groups of guys. Sometimes I'll, I'll meet with a group of guys. Sometimes it's an individual. Uh, and then the, the awesome thing is I've, I've got to perform weddings of guys that I've got to spend time with, get to know them and their families. And, uh, man, that's just been such a joy to, to be a part of people's lives in that way. Uh, after having spent time with them over a course of, I mean, I, I know I, I get, excited and and it's it's a great compliment when i get invited to a wedding or when one of you have have a baby you know it's you know doc come come see the baby you know those kinds of things um those are the things in life that are very rewarding because you are 
you are developing yourself exponentially. You're actually reinventing yourself. You're multiplying yourself, you know, in a sense within, you know, within people. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, you, you can't do that and not give some of yourself to someone else. So you do, that's a good word. You multiply, uh, multiply yourself. And, yeah, and you're, you du- you're duplicating be, yourself. Uh, yeah, you're the things that are, yeah, things that are priorities and, and important to me become uh, important to the next person and, and, and so on. And so, yeah, that's my hope that those people can then turn and pass those things on and, as well. And you're most likely raising your kids in the same way. Well, let's, <laughs> let's hope. <laughs> it sounds like you're being tested. Yeah. <laughs> there, I, I've got uh-huh. two girls. Uh, they're, they're nine. Katie Grace is, is nine. She'll turn 10 in February and Hattie is seven. And, uh, it's funny. They're so different. Uh, but amazing all at the same time. One is a little more like me and the other one is a little more, uh, like her mother. And it's just, it's a blast. Uh, they're awesome. They're, they're great kids and, and I have fun. Their, their mother's probably a better parent than me, but Hey, it's part of, uh, that's why yeah, you get exactly. help, right? That's why you have mentors. And I will tell you the <laughs> best teacher that I've ever had as far as, you know, figuring out how to treat student athletes and that type of thing. It's my daughter. Yeah. You, your daughters will teach you so much in the next 15 years. You never thought that you would, that you would have that opportunity. Um, They'll teach you how to, you know, what to say, what not to say, what button to push, when to push it, when not to push it. It's just a phenomenal situation. And that's, I mean, and they're so different. You said buttons, which buttons to push and which not to push. There's uh, like, that's true when you work with people too. So like I have to learn uh, with people that I work with in in whatever capacity, which buttons to push and which not to push. Just like I remember... Uh, that's another thing that I wrote down that I remember that's something that I learned in the training room too, is some athletes you need to like, you need to drive and then some athletes you need to kind of coax along and, and help. And yeah, yeah that's a, it's a parenting skill and just right. a life skill. And for, and for whatever reason, you know, nowadays kids are different. Uh, you know, society is different. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we have to, you know, we have to adapt and we have to understand that we can't teach and coach and parent kids like we did 25 years ago. You know, we, we, in order to be really good, we have to adapt. I'm not saying that expectations should be lowered. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we have to adapt. And if we don't, we'll have nobody to talk to. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was, so, so one of the questions that you gave us is, is teachers that have made a difference. And, and one of the people that I think of was, and he's been mentioned before, I think, but Mr. Smiley. So he wasn't a high school teacher, but he was my, oh goodness, seventh grade teacher. And so I, I moved from a s- very small private school to public school. And I'd heard these horror stories about this Mr. Smiley guy. He was, he was terrible. He was mean. And I got to seventh grade English and he was the yeah. best teacher I'd ever had. And it was only because he wanted, he wanted you to give your best and wanted you to do your best and wanted to get the best Absolutely. out of you. And I love that about him. He was, 
he was a he was a great yes. and great and there teacher. were so and he was he's phenomenal just a phenomenal person too. What I'll always remember we his smile. Um, now I used to kid around with him on the sideline when he'd get a little too intense and. I try to I try to loosen him up a little bit, um, and, I, and I'll never forget that he always he always treated me with respect and allowed me to be me, and and I think that's what he did with his students. He, he allowed you to be you. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a uh, he's one of a kind, and I uh, I still still think about him often and and the way that he impacted me and and uh, yeah, I, like. I, I'm, it was a big jump to go from the school that I was at to public school. And it was, uh, I, he just made that transition easy because I could tell that he cared. And that's what you remember. So, I mean, you don't remember yeah, the equation, you know, he taught yeah. you or, and, right. No, you remember I don't know how any, he treated you. <laughs> I have terrible grammar, <laughs> right? I have terrible grammar, but he, I remember Mr. Smiley in the way that he treated me and, and the way that he made a difference in kids' lives. But I, think yeah. about this. You said it earlier. Part of your job description is reading. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I shouldn't say I don't remember anything because I, I still remember talking I about know. journalism and uh, he was he would we were talking about the things that you you have in the first paragraph of your story and I think about that even now uh, as I as I write a sermon or. Oh man, the other thing that he said that stuck with us the one time was, "Don't believe anything you read and only half of what you see." And I've I bet I've used that in half a dozen sermons over the years, uh, telling people that Mr. Smiley said, "Don't believe anything you read and only half of what you see." And man, we live in a world where that's that's yes. good advice. Yes, <laughs> I think that actually came from the uh, the Italians. Just so you know. <laughs> Uh, hey, they've they've given a lot of good things to the world. So so um, so take us back. Um, you mentioned that you um, you went with um, Michigan State's hockey team to the final four to the Frozen Four. Um, any a- any famous yeah. athletes that you that you worked with? Can you remember? Uh, so a couple of those guys played in the NHL. Uh, Hall. Was his last name? I'm gonna blank on his first name now. Um, but he he was a a big recruit for them. Then he was a freshman when I was there, and and went on and played in the NH, NHL. And then there were some other guys that that did too. Um, but yeah, that uh, I'm yeah. blanking on the other guy's name. I knew I knew I should have remembered this. How about football? Uh, how about football players? But yeah, there were a couple. Um. Cedric Irvin was there when I uh, played, and of course I was—I didn't work with them directly. That was the—I was in school when Michigan State won the national championship, so I got to see see some of those basketball players occasionally, Mateen Cleaves and and Morris Peterson, guys like that. Um, the on the football team, uh, Flozell Adams was on the football team at that time. He was. Uh, offensive lineman. He went on to play for a long time with the Cowboys. I'm not sure where he ended his career, but he was he played in he played in the league for quite a while. Um, yeah, a couple couple of those guys I were. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, went further 
then also the other thing that that's been eye-opening recently and and not what you want to be known for but i was in school the same time as uh not oh now i'm blanking on his name the guy that got in so much trouble here over the past couple of years uh, oh yeah for all the sexual yep. assault yep. with the gymnastics dr nasser but mm-hmm. nasser dr nasser um uh, is a, is a, it's a good learning experience. It, it causes us to, to be aware and keep our eyes open and, and uh, constantly be aware of what's going Absolutely. on around us. Absolutely. It's a, it's a shame that that, that occurred. Um, how about, and, and you know, you mentioned, you know, these famous football players and that we had a, we had an athletic trainer go to mm-hmm. university of Michigan um, and their quarterback, his name was Tom Brady. Um, would only allow yeah. this young man to tape his ankles. <laughs> so I mean, so those are the yeah. things in your life that you that you remember. You know? Yep, yeah. There was uh, there's definitely their favorites. So I remember football players would come down, and some of them would 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 sit down and only want Jeff or Sally to tape their ankles. And then you'd find find guys that that find out that you could tape an ankle well, and they would. There was probably a dozen taping tables in the the training room when I was there. Uh, so you'd have a a line of guys waiting for yeah, you yeah, to tape you'd li- their yeah, ankles. Yeah, line up. Yeah. <laughs> but what a great feeling! Has though, right? Favorites. You feel wanted. You feel like you're a part of something. Yeah. That's so big, you know. And I I always took it on myself to like I I wanted guys to say nope I want I'm waiting on him uh, I want him to tape my ankles so. It's a it's a taking pride in your job kind of thing, but uh, also, it, yeah, it was just a, it was a fun atmosphere. So, uh, the best advice you could give um, a freshman or or a senior in high school going into their freshman year of college. My best advice I would give a senior in high school. You know what? I think you said it earlier is. Um, what your what your plans are currently are probably not what you're going to end up doing, and so uh, relax. I think it was a. It, it took me a while to to get over the fact that that what I did in college is not what I did now, and and I I, I thought maybe I wasted some of those years and. But the reality is, is those years uh, absolutely prepared me for what I'm doing now uh, in all kinds of ways. So uh, it, don't don't think that the next four years determine your life because they by no means do. Uh, life's a lot more elastic and flexible than that. So uh, enjoy it and learn. Learn as much as you can as you go because... Uh, I think you told me one time, questions answer questions. So it's the same thing with things that we learn in life. Like one thing is going to mm-hmm. be applicable to the next thing. It's not just a – I learned a lot of things as an athletic trainer, but they still sure. apply even and, though it's – And you had a phenomenal upbringing, um, your mom and dad. Uh, and I know your, mo- your mom was a nurse, and she supported our sports medicine uh-huh. program to no end – Tell us, tell our, our listeners about the impact your parents had on your on your life and your career. Yeah, my my um, 
like you said, my mom was uh, worked in the as a health professional, and so I, I, I was always kind of drawn towards that, um, and kind of thought that's where I would end up. Uh, my dad, um, my dad was raised Amish, never finished high school, but he was also one of the wisest people I know. Um, he struggled, he struggled for a long time with health problems. So that has kind of colored both his life and my life in terms of, of seeing your dad go through those sorts of things. But in all of that, I think one of the things that I learned is, is perseverance, not only perseverance, personally, because there was days that he wanted to give up, but other people, um, this was one of the the great privileges uh, and blessings in my life is I saw other people come alongside him and and carry him when he was, uh, mm-hmm. when he couldn't do it himself. And so what a, what a great learning experience in life to see other people uh, step in with compassion and care and, and help you accomplish and, and persevere. Right. And that's important to, to have people around you. And, and we went through that, you know, just recently with my, with my wife, but I'll, I will, and I think yeah. I shared this with you. Um, the community of Sturgis was just unbelievable. Um, I don't know how I, as a caretaker could have, yeah. could have done it with, you know, without their help. There were so many, so many people doing so many things for us. Um, and it, and like you said, it's just, it's incredible to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, great parents, uh, great community, man. I'm so, th- I'm so grateful for the, the community in and around Sturgis that, that I was a part of. It's a, it's a caring place. Um, I'm not there now, obviously, but, uh, it, it still holds a, a special place. Uh, sure. And it always in, will. In my I heart mean, home, like I you am. said earlier, home is home. Um, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, that's where you were raised and, you know, it's all, it will always hold a, a special spot in your life. So, um, anything you want to say in concluding? Uh, well, do you still, are you still eating Cheerios every day for lunch? I'm sorry? Do Cheerio, you still no, eat Cheerios no. every day for um, lunch? Uh, yeah. You know, we, <laughs> you we try to stay from away that? from those processed uh, foods. So yeah, I uh, I'm, I'm older now. You know, I when are you a young guy? You can do that. Think so some things change. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I recently heard you some on the on the Facebook page for for Coffee with Doc. Somebody was asking about vocabulary, and it's just man, what a, a trip down memory lane. That's uh, the vocabulary that that I've learned from you. Good, bad, and <laughs> otherwise. Uh, the, the vocabulary that you learn in, in the training room. Uh, and then I hear these people talking about things that, that I didn't experience in high school. What, uh, huvelations yeah, so, or something yeah, so, like that. So, yeah. So the Grinch, I, you know, the Grinch movie referring. came out. So we, you know, well, you know me, I have to, I have to roll with just about yeah. everything I can. So I rolled with that for many years and we, we've made great traditions, um, you know, throughout the years, uh, you know, with, with that, with that show and, uh, Christmas vacation. And, and you remember how special Christmas was around, <laughs> you know, around a training room because it's a family oriented kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you graduated in 97 and don't forget, I, I retired in 2016. 
That's a lot of people in between. Yeah. That's a lot. Oh, I know. And so I keep hearing those stories. I'm just jealous. I feel like I, I feel like I missed out on. Well, things. I will tell you that uh, they're they've the younger <laughs> kids the have missed out on a lot that you went through too. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, it was. I think vocabulary is is one of the things you used to have a. a a book on your desk with some Italian phrases. I learned some choice Italian phrases, I think, along the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's you probably gotta, helpful. You know, I remember from anatomy. You, the one thing you got to <laughs> know is you got you have to speak the language. Yeah, there, there you go. You got to speak the language. You last. I don't want to take up too much time. That's the last thing. I think that's the proudest for me. Uh, having gone to college and then grad school, my proudest accomplishment as a student is was getting an A in anatomy and physiology in high school. Uh, I could, I could set all the rest of the things aside because you told me that I couldn't get an A and I, I was bound and determined to get you. an A. I baited I you I, so I bad. I, did, I set but, you up like a bowling pin, man. Yeah. It was great to see. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember, I remember having to, to fight for a point on a test so that my overall grade was an A in that class. Uh, there's two different diagrams of, I, I think it was even uh, some of the quad muscles. And I had to, there was a, we had prepared on one diagram and our illustration and the test was a different one. Well, and, and I, I had can to fight assure for you that point. I didn't give it to you. You probably earned it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you work hard at the things you love and then some of the other things you don't work as hard at. And I always, that's what I wanted yes. to work hard you're at because it meant something You're an exceptional it, so student and getting that. an A in that class really says something about dedication um, and, and being a great student. Well, great. Well, yeah. go ahead. How you... I was going to say, you used to give us extra credit for, uh, this is just, it says something about my age. You used to give us extra credit if we could videotape an injury. And so I would sit watching football games with a VCR trying oh to catch gosh. injuries. Isn't that How incredible? much easier has that gotten? <laughs> and, and we, and I uh, went through that <laughs> transition all those years, you know, I don't, there wasn't a computer in the school when you were there, was there? Seriously. Yeah, I mean, you know, you and, had to and, crank them, and yeah, yeah, we used to get extra credit. Used to do that, and then, um, and then now, you know, it's like, okay, we'll put all it up on YouTube. There it is, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes, crazy. Good, good learning tools in a way, do. but um, in some ways, um, not so good. Well, great. I, you know, yeah. Matt, this has been. Um, Yep. Great time catching up with you, and I can't wait to get this out so folks can listen and and learn from your experiences and you know where have you where have you been and and you had some great advice along the way, and um, I just want to say you know thank you and thanks you know thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for thanks for the way that you invest in people, and it's. I mean, this podcast is, has made it abundantly clear well, that, I, I, that you've I impacted that. a lot of people. So, I'm I'm not the I'm not the and first to thank you, and I won't pastor. be the last. But thank you, anyways. And you're not the first. <laughs>
Yeah, he I, did. You, uh, <laughs> Fibercorn beat me to That's it. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks, thanks a lot Good for guy. listening. Yeah. And uh, another great, uh, great episode of Coffee with Doc. Uh, uh, Matt Schwartz uh, graduated in 1997, uh, gave us a great story. And I want to thank everyone for um, for following, for listening. Um across the United States and all over the world now. So, and we're, we're approaching 1300 downloads. So uh, keep sharing and following and um, nice talking to you and we'll talk to you next time.